Hi everyone and welcome to my A to Z of musicals and musical theatre. My name's Tony and this week we're listening to all things beginning with the letter B. And there are loads and loads of shows and films and performers and musical legends beginning with B, so let's get started. And my first letter B is the Disney film Bedknobs and Broomsticks. This film was just magical for me as I was growing up. I remember going to see this at the cinema. In fact, it was the first time I went to see a film without my parents. Uh, I went with a friend and it was 1971 when the film came out in December, so it was probably into 1972 by the time I saw it. So I would have been nine, going on 10 years old. And it was so magical going to see this film on the big screen with a cast like Angela Lansbury and David Tomlinson. And of course I knew David Tomlinson from Mary Poppins and The Love Bug. Um, I think this was probably my first time seeing Angela Lansbury, certainly not my last, and uh, she does get a mention again later on in this A to Z, obviously. Um, but she played the part of Miss Price, Eglantine Price, the, um, the woman who's trying to learn how to be a witch and not doing too well. And it is just a gorgeous story. And the music uh, was written by the brothers Richard M and Robert B. Sherman. And we know them from so many amazing Disney films. And they did the score for Bedknobs and Broomsticks. And this was a huge Disney team effort. Sadly, Walt Disney was no longer around. He died in 1966. But he was initially involved in discussions about this being made into a film. Um, and uh, when the film came out, it actually did very, very well. It was nominated for five Academy Awards, which I didn't realise. And it won Best Special Visual Effects. Well, if you watch that film, even now, you know, you can see films that look so dated with special effects. Um, there are a few scenes when the bed's flying. I still think that those scenes now look dated, but the rest of it, it, it looks amazing. Um, so Bedknobs and Broomsticks, I had the vinyl soundtrack and I played it to death. Substitutionary Locomotion and uh, uh, The Beautiful Briny, all these gorgeous songs. And one of the things that really excited me this during lockdown is the news that there's going to finally be a stage production later this year which will tour the UK and uh, tickets are on sale now and in fact I have already booked my seats to go and see Bedknobs and Broomsticks in Manchester in October of this year all uh, fingers crossed so that's um, an exciting bit of theatre news for me. There are no casting announcements to date, but hopefully soon we'll be finding out who's going to play these amazing parts. And uh, there are so many talented performers in British theatre at the moment. It's, uh, it's exciting to think who they might cast. So 
The wonderful bed knobs and broomsticks is my first letter A. So I'm going to talk about Blood Brothers, this amazing show which um, started life as a school play actually in uh, Liverpool, uh, a comprehensive school in 1981 and then uh, moved to the Liverpool Playhouse and uh, it really kind of got momentum once it went on tour. The touring production is the first time I saw it actually, I saw it in June 1987 when it came to Manchester with Kiki D. Con O'Neill, uh, Warwick Evans and Robert Locke in the main parts and uh, it was just brilliant and uh, the story of uh, twins who were separated at birth and the consequences of, of that. Um, the show actually became the third longest running musical in the West End and it had a whole stream of different actresses playing the main role of Mrs Johnston and I was fortunate to see a lot of different Mrs Johnstons. I've seen this show many times um, and every time it's been fantastic because the whole show and the music and the atmosphere are really kind of mind-blowing. So I saw Lynn Paul who was wonderful and four out of the Nolan sisters, I saw Bernie, Denise, Maureen and I saw Linda the most out of the Nolans, uh, really liked her. I also saw Mel C from the Spice Girls playing the part of Mrs Johnson back in 2009, she did a stint at the Phoenix Theatre. But my personal favourite Mrs Johnston was the wonderful Stephanie Lawrence and she really brought this part to life. She lived and breathed it and every time I saw her in this show she moved me to tears. Um, uh, sadly we lost Stephanie Lawrence. Uh, she had an amazing voice and such great talent um, and actually I saw her not just in the West End but on Broadway she was it was the first Broadway show I ever saw actually back in 1993 at the Music Box Theatre um, and she was joined by Kerry Butler who most recently has been in Beetlejuice and she uh, played Penny Pingleton in Hairspray on Broadway and she was also joined by Brian Darcy James, uh, who played Mickey, and we know him from all sorts of musicals, um, particularly, I suppose, King George in Hamilton. And uh, he played Deborah Messing's husband in the Smash TV series, Smash. <laughs> um, when I was on Broadway seeing this show, which is not a typical Broadway show because it's set in Liverpool and everybody's got strong accents and it's probably very difficult to understand. Um, I was standing on the corner outside of the theatre and afterwards and who should go by on roller skates no less than Stephanie Lawrence herself. She came out of the theatre and skated past me and whilst I didn't stop and say hi, I take that as a really exciting moment in my theatre journey. It's true.
one of my absolute favourite musical theatre performers is the wonderful Tracy Bennett. And I was very, very lucky to be able to go to an event back in August 2019 at the Hope Mill Theatre here in Manchester called An Evening with Tracy Bennett. And she's a patron of the Hope Mill Theatre and I know that she takes that role very seriously. And this was prior to her performing in the first UK production in 50 years of the musical Mame and she played uh, Mame Dennis and uh, I'll talk about that in a moment but the evening was kind of a let's find out about Tracy and the parts that she's played and the her th dreams and wishes for theatre. Uh, it was really interesting, it was fascinating to listen to her tell stories about her time on Coronation Street, the TV show here. Uh, in the UK and uh, her work in the theatre and particularly she, she did quite a lot of work early on in Manchester at the Library Theatre which was just such a wonderful theatre and that has closed now but has recently been reopened as home. Um, and Tracy did work right across the whole scope of musical theatre. She actually performed in the UK premiere of Merrily We Roll Along at the Library Theatre in Manchester. Uh, what a great opportunity that must have been for her. Um, I've seen Tracy Bennett in a few shows actually. Uh, I saw her as Laura Henderson in Mrs Henderson Presents back in 2016 at the Noel Coward Theatre and uh, she was great. She completely stole the show. She's just such a, a great performer, a great character actress, and a real belter of a singer. Wow. Um, I think one of the first times I saw Tracy on stage was actually in a, a benefit concert called the Dress Circle Benefit Gala. It was held at Her Majesty's Theatre, where Phantom of the Opera is actually uh, performing um, back in August 2011 and this was to raise money to help to save the shop Dress Circle which was a musical theatre cavern of, of wonder that was in uh, Covent Garden area of London and sadly uh, the shop was going through difficult times financially struggling and the whole of the West End theatre community rallied round um, to try and help to save this fantastic shop and they put on a special concert called the Dress Circle Benefit Gala. Oh my goodness what an incredible cast. Every single person who was and is anybody at that time in musical theatre took part in this event and the wonderful Tracy Bennett was one of them. And actually, I remember at the interval, so I went down to London to see this show, um, and I, at the interval, I went outside because it was hot, it was the summer, and loads of the cast were spilling out onto the pavement at the side of the theatre. Uh, and uh, there was Tracy Bennett and a whole team of other brilliant performers laughing and chatting, and it was really exciting to be there. Uh, what a great, great show. 
I did buy a poster actually, which I've got on the wall here at home. Sadly, the shop did ultimately have to close, although I still use Dress Circle online. Um, but it was a great part of any trip to London. If I was going to the theatre, I always went into Dress Circle. Anyway, I digress. So Tracy Bennett. Yeah, I've also seen her in Hairspray um, as Velma von Tussel when that opened at the Shaftesbury Theatre back in 2008. Um, I know also uh, Tracy was telling the story of how she played Madame Thenardier in Les Miserables. I think from 2006, 2007, I didn't see her in this role, but I remember her saying in the um, evening with Tracy Bennett that actually she found that quite challenging because it's so structured that you have no real flexibility to create your own character within this role. Um, so it's, this is how it's done, this is where you stand, this is the movement, this is the way that it's interpreted. And whilst, you know, everybody loves to see a show, and Les Mis is my absolute favourite show, so I'm not criticising the show, but she was saying that that way of working was not her preferred style, and she likes to develop a role and interpret it in her own way. So it was interesting, really fascinating to hear her. Um, Tracy's been nominated and won loads and loads of awards over the years as well and uh, rightly so but one of the shows that uh, I know she was um, nominated for both for an Olivier and a Tony she got the nominations as best actress unfortunately she didn't win either occasion but it was in the play End of the Rainbow which was the story of the the last few weeks really of Judy Garland's life. Uh, it was the play by Peter Quilter and I saw Tracy in this show at the Trafalgar Studios Theatre in London um, back in February of 2011 actually and uh, it was just incredible. Oh my goodness did she embody the, the part of Judy Garland uh, there is actually a cast recording of this and you can get that, you can sense that absolute passion to, to play this part. But to see her on stage, wow, it was up there in, uh, in the top few performances I've ever seen. I thought Tracy was absolutely magnificent in this. And since then, she's gone on to be in... Uh, the wonderful National Theatre production of um, Follies, which was back in um, 2017. She played the part of Carlotta and she sang that incredible uh, rendition of I'm Still Here, which you can listen to on the cast recording. My most recent experience of seeing Tracy Bennett perform was in May. I mentioned that she was preparing for it at the Hope Mill Theatre and then um, that ran in October, November 2019 and actually then moved on for a short uh, stint as well at the Royal and Derngate Theatre in Northampton and I actually managed to see it three times at the Hope Mill and I drove down uh, to Northampton and, and saw it as well there and that was in January last year not long before lockdown started wow that was such a brilliant 
production, everything about it was, uh, in my opinion, five star. It was just phenomenal. I'd love, love, love to see that again. And she just uh, blew us all away. So Tracy Bennett, fantastic performer. One of the creatives whose name begins with the letter B is the exceptionally gifted Matthew Bourne. And uh, I was really lucky to come across him a long time ago, actually, when he had his first dance company, Adventures in Motion Pictures, which he set up in 1987. I actually was a, I went to a performance in the Green Room in Manchester, actually, which is no longer there, to something called Spring Loaded, Adventures in Motion Pictures in May 1989. And I, I just thought that was amazing. It's such beautiful contem contemporary dance. Uh, so then I looked out for everything that was coming along from Adventures in Motion Pictures and they continued until 2002. And then uh, Matthew Bourne relaunched the company as New Adventures. Um, the works that he choreographed and, and created during this, these periods are just stunning. And of course, the biggest one for me was Swan Lake. So in 1996, we first came across this uh, Olivier award-winning ballet, contemporary dance production, uh, which was known at the time as the all-male swans. Uh, I remember seeing this for the first time back, I actually saw it when it was on tour in 1996 in Manchester. And I just kept going back to watch it because it was, it was so beautiful, so um, uplifting and joyous and devastating. Uh, wow, I, I'd not seen anything like it. And that's gone on to be revived and, and reshaped several times over the years. I've seen it now eight times, plus I've watched uh, the filmed version, well, the two different filmed versions, quite a few times as well and I know that when that comes back and I'm sure it will I'll go again and again it really is one of the greatest pieces of dance that I've been fortunate enough to see and I've seen so many great people in that show as well um, one of the things that I love about uh, Matthew Bourne's company and New Adventures is that they use the same talent again and again. So when you see the different productions, you see these people who over years and years have grown and developed their skills. Um, so I've seen almost everything that has been produced by A New Adventures. Dorian Gray in 2009, Cinderella, Nutcracker, um, Sleeping Beauty, most recently, the beautiful Romeo and Juliet. I saw Edward Scissorhands with Richard Windsor, who I think I fell in love with at the time. Um, the Car Man, I saw that, and I, I saw the production when Zizi Strallen was in it, and I, I love her. As uh, uh, anybody that knows me will contest, she's currently Mary Poppins in the West End, uh, such a talent. So, uh, 
Matthew Bourne, Sir Matthew Bourne now, um, has again been nominated and successful in winning Tony's and Olivier Awards. Uh, and he's been involved in the revival of a number of musicals, including My Fair Lady, Oliver, South Pacific. But in 2004, he co-directed um, and co-choreographed the brand new musical of Mary Poppins in the West End. And his co-choreography with Stephen Meir, who's another absolute genius, uh, meant that they both won the Olivier Award that year. Um, what a talent, what a great, great man. And I love hearing all the new and exciting things that are happening uh, and look forward to his next production. I couldn't do um, the letter B without talking about the musical theatre legend, Betty Buckley. Hurrah, Betty, you've made it into the uh, legend spot and, and quite deservedly so. And for me, um, I suppose the first time I would have ever come across her would have been back in 1976 when I was a teenager uh, and I went to see the absolutely terrifying film of Carrie and uh, Betty Buckley played the gym teacher in that film and I, I wouldn't have known who she was at that time but I know that it scared the living daylights out of me. Um, I'm more of a musical theatre than a horror film fan and I do remember being so scared watching that film um, but that was when I first came across Betty and then I know that in 1988 when the musical when the film was made into a musical uh, Betty went on to play Carrie's mother Margaret and it wasn't a successful production uh, no legend tells that it, it was a real flop but how great that Betty Buckley was in that production what a great person to play um, Carrie's mum and uh, she starred along with the beautiful talent Lindsay Hately who I just adore so um, Betty Buckley is massively known in the USA for not only theatre but television she's been in so many different tv shows um not so, so well known in the uk but she starred in practically everything on stage 1776 and pippin edwin drood uh, promises promises song and dance she played mama rose in 1998 uh, revival of gypsy and most recently, she led the United States national tour of the revival of Hello Dolly 2018-2019. Uh, well, just imagine if you were um, living in America and Hello Dolly came to your city. You could go and watch the brilliant Betty Buckley. Oh, my goodness. I would just have loved that. Um I didn't see Betty Buckley in Hello, Dolly. I have actually seen Betty on stage, 
but only on two occasions and both times the same show. But I was really fortunate because I saw Betty in Sunset Boulevard as the iconic Norma Desmond back in 1994, I believe it was, when I saw her. Um, yeah, 90, I saw her twice, actually, April and August of 1994. On both times, um, she was paired with John Barrowman, who played Joe Gillis alongside her Norma Desmond. I was absolutely open-mouthed watching this production. First of all, what an incredible staging, what a brilliant production. Choreography by Bob Avian, the music um, by Andrew Lloyd Webber. What a stunning production. And the set, the set was, it. it oh, wow. I was just chatting online recently with a friend of mine uh, and he was saying that actually that set has been destroyed how heartbreaking because the whole thing, it was huge. It must have been some sort of hydraulic system that brought the whole of her home, her palatial mansion came down onto the stage and, uh, and she descended the staircase. Oh, breathtaking. And what a voice, what a voice. I remember there was a woman sitting next to me, a complete stranger, who uh, she couldn't contain herself. I almost had to say, sit still. Um, uh, I remember that vividly. What an amazing performance. And I'm so pleased that I got to see her and John Barrowman in Sunset Boulevard. And of course, it would be remiss of me not to mention that um, Betty was in the original Broadway cast of Cats uh, back in 1983 and it, it, she's on the cast recording as well and her her uh, version of memory is just beautiful. So legend, let it be Betty Buckley. It's always really exciting to come across a new musical that you like and I found Broken Dreams just last year actually. Um, it's a new musical based on uh, autobiographical work by Khalil Gibran and uh, it's written by uh, the Middle Eastern duo Nadim Narman and Dana Al-Fardan. Uh, what a beautiful score this is. There's a concept album actually which you can buy that has a, an incredible team of performers including um, uh, obviously Nadine Narman who plays Gibran but also Rob Hauschen, Adam Lindstedt, Nadine Crow, uh, Hiba El Chike and, uh, who plays the part of Selma and it is a love story between Gibran and Selma and uh, it's set in turn of the last century, Beirut, and it's narrated by uh, Khalil Gibran. It's so moving, so beautiful, and the, there was a West End premiere that was staged by Brona Lagan, uh, who I know worked on the productions of Little Women in Rags at the Hopewell Theatre. She's a super talented woman. Um, so check it out broken wings and it's absolutely beautiful. I think it's really important that Lionel Bart gets a mention in the letter B 
because he was the sole creator of the musical Oliver. And uh, one of the things that I found fascinating about him was that he couldn't read or write music. And I only found this out today. But when he was uh, composing the score for Oliver back in 1960, he had to hum the songs and tunes, the ideas that he had in his head, to a man called Eric Rogers. And Eric Rogers would write them down. He would transcribe them uh, in, into musical notation. Uh, that's, that's incredible to think that all of those songs and that music... and. Um, Alain Barr was really well known, not just for Oliver at this point, but he had been writing songs for pop singers in the UK, people like Cliff Richard, Shirley Bassey, Tommy Steele. Uh, so he was really well known. And in fact, Alain Barr was a key influencer, if you like, in the 1960s birth of British musical theatre. Um, he worked closely with the legend that was Joan Littlewood, who was uh, director at the Theatre Royal in Stratford East. And he um, produced a number of shows, uh, Lock Up Your Daughters, Things Ain't What They Used To Be. And it, But it was in 1960 with his absolutely incredible production uh, of Oliver that he became a success. And the show was a huge success, both here in the West End and on Broadway and subsequently around the world. And it was followed in 1968 by one of the greatest, I think, musical films of all time. And Ron Moody, who reprised his role as Fagin, starred alongside Charlie Wallace, who I think was just the perfect uh, Nancy. I absolutely love her performance in that film. It's truly, truly heartbreaking. Mark Lester as Oliver and the wonderful Jack Wilde, who we lost far too young as the Artful Dodger. And you watch that film now and Carol Reed did a stunning job of directing because it really, really is beautiful to look at. Um, Oliver was uh, had a lot of success. It won the Tony on Broadway for Best Original Score in 1963. It won six Academy Awards, for, uh, including Best Picture, and uh, has had many revivals, both in the UK and around the world. And Cameron McIntosh famously revived this production, uh, this show, in 1994 at the London Palladium. And uh, Russ Abbott, who at the time was a really big TV personality in the UK, played Fagin and then went on subsequently on tour with that. And then in 2009, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber decided to uh, support another production of this show by doing a search on the television for the person who would play Nancy. It was called I'd Do Anything. And it wasn't the first, actually, of this kind of show because there was a search for um, Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz as well. And uh, there were others, such as a search for Joseph and Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, and actually, those shows produced some phenomenal talents, uh, not just those people that went on to win, like Jodie Prenger, who won the part for 
uh, for Nancy, but in the other shows as well, people like Connie Fisher, um, people like Samantha Barks, uh, Rachel Tucker, uh, Lauren Samuels, oh gosh, so many absolutely brilliant uh, musical theatre performers, uh, and Jessie Buckley, who has gone on to incredible success uh, in the world of film as well. So I think Lionel Bart deserves his place in the A to Z. And I was really upset, I suppose, by the fact that he then became bankrupt. By 1972, he was bankrupt and had to sell the rights to Oliver to Max Bygraves, a, a TV and theatre personality in the UK. He sold the rights to Oliver for £350. Isn't that absolutely criminal? You, you just can't believe that such a, an amazing bank of work was just had, or practically given away because he got into so much debt. Um, he did go on to uh, produce some other shows and had a modicum of further success, particularly from the revivals of his shows. Um, but he will always, in my mind, be known as the composer, creator of that brilliant show, Oliver. So, who have we missed, beginning with the letter B? Well, there are absolutely loads and loads of shows and films and characters and performers, beginning with the letter B. Uh, Billy Elliot, Sierra Bogus, Alan Bublil, Yul Brynner, Pearl Bailey, Jason Robert Brown, the list goes on. Uh, some of those will come up again, as will people like the wonderful Laura Benanti, Leonard Bernstein, Carol Burnett. Um, they're going to get a chance to shine as we go through the A to Z of the alphabet. Some of the films that we haven't mentioned, Brigadoon, Beauty and the Beast, um, and Brooklyn on stage. But I just want to mention as the final uh, show today, the wonderful Bugsy Malone. And I absolutely adored this film when it came out in 1976. I was still a, a young teenager and I remember absolutely being uh, just blown away by its joyfulness and uh, the wonderful music by Paul Williams. What did amuse me was the fact that uh, the songs were sung by adults, not the child film stars such as Jodie Foster. Uh, they didn't sing the songs, but the one person who did sing was the wonderful Miss Bonnie Langford. And I will be talking about her further on in the alphabet, but I just wanted to mention that she does get a song, Show Business. Um, she plays the character of Nina Morelli, who is a bit of a showbiz performer, not unlike the wonderful Miss Langford. And uh, that's the only song in the, the entire film that wasn't performed or dubbed by an adult. So there you go. That's the letter B of the A to Z of musicals. And I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you're able to come back and join me next time. In the meantime, stay safe and enjoy the musical world. Bye.